I want to share a message that's been kind of burning in my heart the last the last week, um, and and is really about serving. And I want to start off telling you a little bit of my story. Some of you know that I grew up in in East Tennessee, the foothills of the Smoky Mountains. Come on, somebody, that's God's country. Saved by the light and the sunrise kicking back on the 40 in the muddy riverside getting baptized in holy water and shine with you get the point all right god god's country okay that was god's country it was beautiful and and we were uh we were raised our early years was spent in poverty we just didn't have much i like to say that we didn't have a pot to pee in nor a window to throw it out of okay we just didn't have much, and, and I, I don't want to be crass, but I, I, I'm telling you, that's not far from the truth because some of my earliest memories were growing up in a little farmhouse in my hometown, and we literally used the bathroom in, in a five-gallon bucket. I, I remember those days, and so it was, it, it was a little bit of a rough beginning, a, a poverty beginning, but we came out of that, and, and uh, so... Uh, just to kind of illustrate a little bit further about how how po we were all right we, we we drove one of those station wagons you know the kind with the wood grain on the side like chevy chase station wagon had the rear facing back seat we uh we had fried bologna and mustard sandwiches y'all not because they were good but because that's what we had to eat y'all ever had ramen noodles i'm not i'm not talking about ramen noodles talking about Raymond noodles it's the same thing just pronounced a little bit different where I'm from is Raymond noodles we had Raymond noodles we uh I remember the first pair of tennis shoes that name brand tennis shoes I got we used to buy our tennis shoes at family dollar and the first pair of of name brand shoes I got I didn't go to finish line I didn't go to Foot Locker I didn't go to Champs or Academy or Dick's no 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 we went to shoe show come on shoe show that's where we went and got our name brand shoes from uh i'll say it this way we weren't poor you know what what poor is right poor is the proper way of saying po we were po and there's a big difference between being poor and being po we just didn't have much and it wasn't it wasn't you know my parents fault it was just kind of the circumstance that we were in see my, my parents were great parents but dad was in construction and when construction was good things were good come on y'all know what I'm talking about when things were bad though when, when construction was bad things were bad my mom worked in a manufacturing facility making just a little bit more than minimum wage back in those days so we 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 had a little rough start there at the beginning and then my dad got colon cancer well uh, he, he started chemotherapy and in the middle of this experimental kind of chemotherapy his, his kidneys began to shut down he went into renal failure he started dialysis and at the age of 36 years old he passed away leaving my mom a widow to raise three boys on her own but check it out she wasn't on her own she she had we had my mom's a widow now a single mom raising three boys but she wasn't alone because she had a church family that came alongside her and loved her and cared for her and cared for us and served us they were the body of Christ I'm talking about serving this weekend and they were the people who really served us so well and so she she didn't have to be alone 
because that church family was there for us see my mom couldn't do it on her own she she was working multiple jobs we were living off of her income and a little bit of social social security uh, 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 income and and so she was what we would call today a victim of circumstance I mean, like she didn't choose what happened to her she didn't want what happened to her but it's the cards that she was dealt she had to dance with the one that brung her right this was a circumstance and she was a victim of this particular circumstance but thank God she wasn't alone thank God for the local church who stepped in and who served and who came alongside and and for one man in particular that I remember we called him Papa Fuller Papa Fuller was this gentle old man and and I don't know if he did this for other people but he would he would bring groceries for our family to church and he would bring clothing for us boys to church and he would just bless our family and it's his generosity it's his serve that made an impact on us it's his serve that that kept my family from falling apart it's his serve it's the the serve and the generosity of the local church that made a difference in my family Uh, he's the one Papa Fuller's the one he's the reason why I don't have earrings today oh yeah back in the day when I was about 14 15 years old I begged my mom let me let me get some some earrings and so I had these big hoops in my ears and I remember sitting down one day at at breakfast in the fellowship hall with Papa Fuller and he looked at me we were at church and he looked at me and he said boy is that hog rings in your ear and I yes sir and that's all it took I didn't want to make Papa Fuller I didn't want to make him mad I didn't want to hurt Papa Fuller so I took those earrings out and I I left them out I haven't worn them since and so he's the reason why I don't have earrings today so so had it not been for the people of that local church though I shudder I really don't know where where I would be I, I might still be a victim of circumstance I might still be on the struggle I'd probably still be wishing somebody would take notice and somebody would turn our way and so there's a guy in the Bible who he too was a victim of circumstance he didn't ask for the kind of life that he had but but it's 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 what it's what happened and so I want to I want to take a look at the story of of a guy today that we know as blind Bartimaeus a victim of circumstance I want to take a look at his story it says in Mark chapter 10 verse 46 that they came to Jericho all right Jericho's a resort city a resort city a lot of people in Jericho and as as Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd they were leaving the city a blind man Bartimaeus everybody say Bartimaeus okay Bartimaeus was sitting by the roadside begging but here's what I want you to know today that Bartimaeus was not his name see here's the deal we don't know his name the 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 phrase Bartimaeus simply means he's the son of Timaeus and I to me like like this is jacked up that we don't even know this guy's name that he's he's a blind beggar he's been sitting on the roadside begging for years and and it's obvious 
that the locals would have known him they would have passed by him regularly they would have known him they would have seen him they would have experienced him they would probably have given him some alms every once in a while he probably sits on the most prominent road in and out of the city but nobody knows his name that's a little jacked up to me he's the son of Timaeus but nobody bothers to know his name so we don't know we don't know his name but we know he's looked down on we know we, we know that people they hold their nose up at Bartimaeus why, why did they do that see he had a double whammy he was not only blind but he was also a beggar and, and in those days to be blind people believed you were struck with blindness you were cursed with blindness because either the sin of your parents they sinned and it resulted in your blindness or you sinned and it resu- resulted in blindness so people passing by Bartimaeus they, they think oh look at this guy's a sinner and it just fuels their self-righteousness oh I thank God that I'm not like the son of Tim- Timaeus over there I wonder what he did to be struck with blindness I wonder how evil his parents were for him to be struck with blindness so not only is he blind but he's also a beggar and in those days uh, begging was, was, was not uncommon people begged and, and, and you begged because you weren't fit enough for work in other words back in those days working required physical um, physical abilities physical labor and so if you had a disability if you weren't able to 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 work then you were at a disadvantage and so Bartimaeus he doesn't he doesn't want to beg but he has to beg it's it's part of his circumstance he was kind of forced into being a beggar but here's the, here's the problem. The Bible says in Leviticus it was actually the community's responsibility to help take care of Bartimaeus. But they shrugged that responsibility. They said, not us. It's clear that he's sinned. And you know, we stiff arm sinners. So here, here's the first thing I want you to know today. As we get ready to serve, not, not just on Saturday we're a serving church we're a church focused on making a difference not just this Saturday but every time you serve here's what I want to challenge you with number one care enough to know somebody's name care enough to just get to know them a little bit care enough to learn something a little bit about them I wonder one day we'll get to know who Bartimaeus is in heaven but for right now he's just the son of Timaeus as you serve care enough to know somebody's name and, and the story goes on in verse 47 and it says that w- when, when Bartimaeus heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth he began to shout Jesus son of David have mercy on me He's, he begins to shout this once he hears that it's Jesus now here's the significance here even though Bartimaeus was blind he could see more clearly than everybody else around him I hope you're following me today at home man he could see so clearly see because a lot of people they believe Jesus was just a prophet I mean he, he's a miracle worker he can work some pretty dang awesome miracles too I mean but it's like maybe it's just magic right some people believe that that maybe he was, he was Elijah or John the Baptist, as Peter said. He's reincarnated as John the Baptist. But blind Bartimaeus knew exactly who Jesus was because the phrase son of David was a declaration that Jesus is the Messiah. 
Now, son of David, I, I thought Jesus was the son of Joseph. Yeah, that was his earthly father. But the, the phrase son of David was reserved only for the Messiah. Bartimaeus, he could see more clearly. Even though he was blind, he could, he could see in a way that nobody else could see. And he's shouting among all the people, Jesus, the Messiah, have mercy on me. And that brings me up to the second thing that I want to give you as we get ready to serve. And that is, like Bartimaeus, we've got to see beyond the natural. You care enough to know their name, but then you've got to see beyond the natural. Here's what I mean by that. You've got to be able to see their hurt and see their need and see their struggle and see what they're going through, but don't see them as their hurt, don't see them as their need, don't see them as their struggle. You've got to see them as a neighbor, as a person who belongs to Jesus Christ, made in the image of God. Come on, somebody. That's how we've got to see people. We've got to see them in their hurt we see it it's clear people are hurting but we see beyond that and we see that they are children of the most high God and then check out what happens in verse 48 he, he begins to acknowledge Jesus is the Messiah and in verse 48 they, it says many people rebuked him come on come on Bartimaeus shut, shut up dude you're embarrassing us it's obvious he's not the Messiah and, and they told him be quiet what could you know, Bartimaeus? You're just a blind beggar. You're a nobody. You're a menace to society. You're a drain on the economy. But he shouted all the more and he said, Jesus, son of David, Jesus, Messiah, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. No one else wanted to show mercy to this guy. But he kept, he kept shouting, he kept shouting, he kept declaring, Jesus, Messiah, Jesus, Son of David. That brings me to the third thing. And that is we, we gotta have mercy. We gotta have mercy. See, when, when I grew up in East Tennessee, um, you know, it's, it's amazing how we have different uh, dialects in the English language, right? We have different dialects. And what I mean by that is like you could be raised in Texas and you speak English, but it sounds a little bit different than Tennessee or New Jersey or Florida. Actually, I have an have a uncle by marriage from, from New Jersey. And uh, he told us when I was a kid, I remember him telling the story. He said, so I grew up in New Jersey, right? You go to the grocery store and you, just, you know, people are just, they're, they're rude to you. you. You go through the line, they don't say, how are you? Have a nice day. They don't say, thank you, nothing. So I moved to Florida, right? And when I first moved here, I mean, it's just, it's beautiful. You go to the grocery store, everybody's hospitable. It's incredible. Now here we are 40 years later, it's just like Jersey, right? Yeah. So, so we got different dialects. We got different tones. We got different, we, we got different accents. And, and when I grew up in Tennessee, we used to say this phrase, Lord of mercy. You ever heard that before? Well, Lord of mercy, it usually starts with the wool, which is, um, let me translate, that's well, well. Well, Lord of mercy. Or some people would say, well, Lordy mercy. It's Lordy, Lordy mercy. And what that means is Lord of mercy or Lord have mercy. It could be translated either way, like, well, Lord of mercy. And it, it, you, you could interchange it with Dad Gummick, Dad Nabbit, Jiminy Cricket, like whatever. It's just, you can interchange it with so many things. And it's usually, you use it when, when you're surprised, 
when you're shocked about something well my goodness something like that well lord of mercy some people would say have mercy you ever heard that one usually it's kind of like oh can you believe that man she just hit a tree head on and thank god she's okay well have mercy Woo! i can't believe that well we got to have mercy on some people we, we lord lord of mercy i can't believe nobody knows his name i can't believe nobody's helped this brother out right we've got to have mercy see bartimaeus is tired he's desperate he's hungry for a miracle he's hungry for god to show up his he's hungry for jesus to have mercy to show compassion to forgive his sins because he's tired of being the butt end of the jokes He's tired of being the laughing stock of the town. He's tired of, of being a blind beggar. He's tired of living in poverty. And there are people in our city, people in Wichita Falls, Texas, who've had one bad experience after the next, and they feel tired, they feel lonely, they feel marginalized, they feel hurt, they feel abused, and they're praying to God, have mercy, and you are the mercy that God is sending. <laughs> know their name know their name see beyond the natural have mercy on somebody and then check out what happens in verse 49 says that jesus heard him and he stopped he hears something somebody's declaring i'm the messiah and he he stops and he says tell him to come here and and blind bartimaeus says yo dog i'm i'm blind i can't really i don't know where you at you're supposed to be omniscient right (laughs) he's like "I, i can't see jesus and so they call the blind man cheer up he's calling you come on get over here and so check this out this next line verse 50 says throwing his cloak aside he jumped to his feet and he came to jesus now there's so much significance right here in this phrase throwing his cloak aside what does that mean well and we we don't understand it today because we have we don't we don't understand it today because we have a lot of coats right i mean we 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 have a winter coat we have the long coat we have the fleece we have a pullover we have big jackets and small jackets we've got coats everywhere but in those days for for a guy like bartimaeus this cloak represented everything about him This cloak was his shelter and it was his warmth. It's more than likely what he slept in every night. This cloak represents a way of him collecting the alms. He would sit there by the road and he would spread his cloak out over his lap and people would throw their alms as pity to the blind beggar. It represented his identity. His identity was wrapped up into this garment. It was his comfort zone. It was most likely the most valuable possession he owned. And when he gets up, he throws it to the side. When he throws that cloak to the side, he's saying, Jesus, I'm all in. Jesus, I'm not going to rely on my, my, my way of begging anymore. I'm not going to give in to what the world has said about me. The world's identity is not really who I am. I'm not going to live this way anymore. I'm throwing off the old, and I, I'm, I'm coming to you, Jesus. I'm putting all of my faith, all of my trust, everything I have is in you. And he threw off his cloak. And that kind of leads me to the next point, and that is it's time for some of us today as we serve, not just on Saturday, but when you serve on a regular basis, to put your faith into action. 
blind Bartimaeus throws his cloak listen what has he got to lose I think the reason we don't put our faith into action sometimes is because we we have a it's risky we have too much to lose too much ego too much pride and he, he puts his faith into action and I'm asking some of you to do the same thing to put your faith into action it's time for some of you to take the plunge to to to, to get off the sidelines see some of you you've been attending City Hope for a while and you've been watching you've been standing on the sidelines and you're, you're, you're watching everybody else serve you're watching everybody else as they, as they serve on the, on the dream team as they join the worship team and get on the greeting team and, 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 and join the, the, the dream team you're watching and you're thinking man I wish I could do something like that but I don't think I'm qualified I don't think my past will let me I don't think God is pleased with my lifestyle and you, you rule yourself out you say you've got too many issues and for some of you you have what, what I call the yeah but disease it's a serious disease y'all yeah but disease it's, it goes like this hey are you going to serve day yeah but you know I don't really know anybody and I don't know how long I'm going to stay because you know just I just really don't know what to do yeah but right uh, you, you might hear it like this hey are you going to get baptized yeah but you know I just don't know if it's going to work for me Hey, are, are you going to go to growth track online today? Yeah, but I don't know if I'm going to stay the whole time because, you know, I heard it lasts about an hour, hour and 15 minutes. And, you know, I got roast on in the crock pot and I got to let little Lily out to go pee-pee out in the yard. You know, we got a little fire hydrant for her at the house, you know. Hey, are, are you, are you, are you, do, do you want to... Like, like, do you love serving God? Well, yeah, but, you know, I just, I really see myself as a, you know, fifth, sixth stringer, you know, kind of a bench warmer. You just call me up whenever you ain't got nobody else, right? Hey, do you want to go to heaven? Yeah, but, you know, I just, I'm afraid the music's going to be too loud up there. And, like, everything has a but. So here's, here, here's my conclusion to that is that some of you, you, you your butt's too big, Right? You, you just got your butts and I'm not talking about your derriere I'm talking about your language everything is a yeah but it's negativity and it's time, to, it's time to get that out it's time to just go all in it's time to put your faith into action and you can do that today you can do that some of you have been you, you've been attending City Hope for months maybe even for, for our whole time and you've yet to go through growth track you've been kicking the tires you're just waiting to see if this thing's as really like we say it is. And today I would just say, hey, growth track is happening online. Right after this service, 1130 today. We're doing growth track online and you can be part of that. You, you can learn who we are as a church. You can discover your purpose over the next several weeks and learn how you can, you, how, how you can use your gifts and your talents. and You can become a member of the church right through growth track. So I'd say to you if that's you I'd say hey let's go come on what, what are you waiting for right what are you waiting for so we're going to finish out the story Mark chapter 10 verse 51 says that Jesus asked Bartimaeus what do you want me to do for you and Bartimaeus goes well Jesus I'm blind C can't you see like, 
I'd like to receive my sight. In, in the next verse, 52 says, Jesus simply said, go. Go. Your faith has healed you. And immediately, this guy received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. See, so many times when people were healed by Jesus, they would go and start telling other people. They would leave and go tell their family. They would leave and go do something else. You, you see it all through scripture. But this guy, when Jesus healed him, he's like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm following you. You're the Messiah. You're the promised one. And see, many of you, you've received your sight. Your eyes, your spiritual eyes have been opened. You believe in Jesus. Like you, you read your Bible. You've been rescued by his love. Man, you come to church. You're even in a small group, but you're, you're still idle. And, and to you, Jesus says, go, go, do something. Use your gifts, use your talents, serve somebody. And this is an all call. Serve day is an all call. See, I'm, I'm talking to somebody today who, you've lost your way because you lost your why. You feel disconnected from church. You feel like nobody cares you haven't been using your gifts and talents in the local church and you feel like you've lost your way I don't know if I belong anywhere anymore first of all that's the lie of the enemy second of all I believe wholeheartedly it's because you lost your why why am I here why did God create me what am I supposed to be doing right now even in the middle of this pandemic how can I serve how can I make a difference how can I take my eyes off of, off of my situation and do a random act of kindness for somebody else so that they could come to know Jesus and so I think about the many people across Wichita Falls they're waiting to be healed they're waiting to be helped. They're waiting to throw off their garments. They're waiting to throw off their cloaks so they can leave their life of pain and struggle and hurt. And you are what they've been praying for. You're their answer to prayer. You are their answer to prayer. So I want to close out with four things, four ways that we can make an impact through serving. And the number one way is, is this. You just find a need and you feel that need. Find a need and fill it. Find something that somebody's waiting for. And you, you feel that need. See, Bartimaeus needed a healing. He needed eyesight. And Jesus could do that all day long. I mean, he's the miracle worker, right? He just, you get a healing, you get a healing, you get a healing. Like Oprah, just everybody. Everybody's getting healed. But, and maybe you're thinking today, well, Pastor Ben, I can't, I can't heal a blind person. But you could pressure wash their house. Well, Pastor Ben, I, I can't heal a person in the wheelchair. I can't do anything about that. But you could build a wheelchair ramp to their front door. Come on. Hey, well, Pastor Ben, I can't, I can't build a, a, an entire house for this single mom over here, but you could pull your money with a bunch of other people's and pay her electric bill for an entire year. Come on. Hey, I, well, Pastor Ben, I, I can't help that this, wid this widow 
is a widow. I can't help that. No, but you could mow her yard. You could paint her house. You could cut her hedges. Come on, somebody. And that's what serve day is about. It's the heartbeat. It's, it's making a difference. It's painting a face. It's painting a fence. It's, it's building gardens. It's giving out hamburgers. It's doing whatever we can to make a difference. And it could impact someone's eternity. <laughs> Come on. It could be the difference in heaven or hell for them. Are you serious? Just a random act of kindness could make that big of a difference? Absolutely. So we find the need, we feel it. Number two, we find a hurt and we heal it. Find a hurt and heal it. See, Barnabas, no, no doubt, he'd been hurt. People had run all over him. Oh, Pastor Ben, I don't know about that. Are you sure? Just, just drive down the streets of Wichita Falls and ask any homeless person the same question. Have you been hurt by the citizens of Wichita Falls? They probably could say, yeah. They've been looked over. They, they're, they're just waiting to be noticed by somebody. And Bartimaeus was there. He'd been passed by. He'd been taken advantage of. But Jesus noticed him. Jesus looked on him with compassion. Jesus heard his cry to have mercy. And someone you know, someone on your block, someone at your work, someone at your school, someone in your small group is waiting to be noticed. They're waiting for you to see their need and heal it. To see their hurt and heal it. Number three is that we've, we've got to turn service we, we, we've got to turn serve us into service. And I'm not talking about a church service. I'm talking about take our eyes off of us, serve us, church is about us, and get our eyes on somebody else. Turn it into active service. See, Bart Bartimaeus was used to being served, probably led around by someone. He was, he was, he was always asking, what's in it for me? Right? What do I get out of this? How can I benefit from this conversation? He's a blind beggar. And the, the moment that Jesus healed him, Jesus said, go. Go. Make a difference. Go. Take your eyes off of your situation. Now, you've already thrown the cloak to the side. Take your eyes off of this and now put them on to somebody else. Find a need and fill it find a hurt and heal it and Jesus gave him a fresh start he gave him a purpose he gave him something to live for and I want us to remember that the church is not for us church is not about us we are the church and we exist for people who are not here yet can I get an amen we exist for people who aren't here yet it's not about our preference it's not about what we like it's not about a music style. It's not about any of that. It's, a, it's, a, it's about this. That heaven and hell are real. And we're going to, church is about doing everything we can short of sin to help people find and follow Jesus Christ. It's about doing everything we can to plunder hell and to populate heaven. That's what church is about. It's about making Jesus famous. So we find a need we feel it we find a hurt we heal it we turn serve us and to serve others right and then number four is we make a difference for the indifferent and Bartimaeus was indifferent 
I mean, he's, not only is he apathetic, he's pathetic. He's a blind beggar. He's indifferent. I don't really care. Can't see anyway. I don't really care. I'm poor, impoverished. I'll just sit here all day, every day. He's, he's indifferent. And he had nothing to live for. And then Jesus came by and changed everything for Bartimaeus. And I want to I want to leave you with this thought that you'll never be more satisfied in your life than when you take your eyes off of you. Your hurts, your pains, your struggles and you put them on somebody else. And you decide that I'm going to serve even in my hurt, even in my pain, even in my struggle, I'm going to serve somebody else. I'm going to put my eyes on somebody else. I'm going to make a difference for somebody who's indifferent, for somebody who doesn't care, for somebody who's thrown in the towel. I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to use my gifts and my talents. I'm going to find my why. I want to close with a question that I ask you every week. And that is, what's the Holy Spirit saying to you right now? What's he whispering to you? See, I feel like some of you are watching today. You're, you're in church online. And it's just, it really, it's just time to put your faith into action. Some of you, you're being cautious. And I totally respect that. There's still ways for you to use your Why? There's still ways for you to connect. There's still ways for you to to find your purpose. To use your gifts and talents to make a difference. The truth is you're just idle. Just kind of waiting. You're not using the gifts, not using the talents, not using the purpose that God's put in your heart. And for you, I want to say a prayer today. I want to ask God to lift that burden to lift that weariness you're, you're tired of it you don't want to feel that way you're like Bartimaeus I, I don't want to be in this situation but I, but I am and you're doing things in your own power you're doing things in your own way and honestly it's not working so right where you are if that's you just, just open up your hands where you are Father I lift up every person today who would say I gotta find my why I got to put my faith into action. I, I, I got to find my purpose. I got to live this out. I've got to make a difference. I can't keep wallowing in my own, my own struggle and my own hurts and my own pains. Today, Lord, I give them to you and I take my eyes off of my, my issues, what I'm going through. And today, Lord, I choose. I'm going I'm to focus them on somebody else. I'm going to make a difference in somebody else, whether it's a smile, whether it's a text that encourages somebody or a phone call or, or a little gift card to somebody who's made a difference in my life. I just want to be a blessing. I want to use my gifts and talents. I, I'm tired of sitting by idly. Lord, I pray refreshing over them today. I pray for a fresh anointing over them, that you'd give them peace and joy, that you'd pour out your spirit over them right now in the name of Jesus. And for every person who's joining us online today and you would say, Pastor Ben, I, I'm ready for change. I'm ready, for, I'm ready 
like Bartimaeus, man, I'm ready to throw off the cloak. I've been trusting in my own ways. I've been trusting in my own power. I've been trusting in my own strength. I've been trusting in my own abilities. And it's not getting me anywhere. And I will tell you today that the only way, the only way it changes is when you go all in with Jesus. When you surrender completely to him. When you give him complete control of your life. That's the moment it changes. And so if you're watching, joining us online today, and you say, Pastor Ben, I'm ready to surrender complete control. I'm ready to throw off my cloak. I'm ready to go and follow Jesus. I'm ready, like Bartimaeus, I'm ready to follow Jesus. I want to lead you in a prayer that, like Bartimaeus, acknowledges Jesus is the Messiah. And he's my only hope. If that's you today, say this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, I give my life to you. Will you cleanse me? Will you forgive me? Will you wash me new? I surrender. My life is yours. I belong to you. I throw off the cloak of my identity, my comfort my hope in this world and I put my hope in you be my savior be my lord and my very best friend and from this day forward I'll follow you the best I know how in Jesus name amen 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 come on right where you are let's just give Jesus praise today throw up some heart emojis throw up some fist bumps and And just thank God for life change. Thank God for life change today.